You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Well, hello, everybody. It is an open forum Wednesday. We got the NBA draft tomorrow. We have an opportunity to talk about whatever you want today on the show. Hope you are having a a very good day. And I got to tell you, this story that is going on in the world of golf gets more interesting by the day. All right. Brooks Kepka, as we talked about yesterday, the latest golfer to leave the PGA Tour for the Live Tour. The commissioner of the PGA Tour is Jay Monahan, and he is not holding back. All right. He said this yesterday, as I also said to the players Tuesday, let me be clear. I am not naive. If this is an arms race and if the only weapons here are dollar bills, the PGA Tour can't compete. The PGA Tour, an American institution, can't compete with a foreign monarchy that is spending billions of dollars in attempt to buy the game of golf. We welcome good, healthy competition. The live Saudi golf league is not that it's an irrational threat. One not concerned with the return on investment or true growth of the game. Wow. Currently no one organization owns or dominates the game of golf. Instead, the various entities, be it Augusta National or the USGA or the LPGA or the PGA Tour or PGA of America, work together to meet our own respective priorities, but with the best interest of the game overall at heart. He went on and said this, but when someone attempts to buy the sport, dismantle the institutions that are intrinsically invested in its growth and focus only on a personal priority, that partnership evaporates, and instead we end up with one person, one entity, using endless amounts of money to direct employees, not members or partners, toward their personal goal, which may or may not change tomorrow or the next day. I doubt that's the vision any of us have for the game. Man. I'll tell you, this thing is going to get really ugly really soon. All right? There's just no other way around it. Yeah, and, I, and it, this, is, this is so unbelievable that this has happened in a span of a couple of weeks. And you and I both know that there are other golfers right now that have big names that are thinking of following suit. 
man. The world's number one golfer, Scotty Scheffler, said this, quote, the money that we have on the PGA Tour, I never dreamt of playing for this much money as I do now. I don't know how much money I've made this year, but it's definitely more than I deserve for whacking a little white golf ball around. For me, the memories that I have playing on this tour and the dreams I have of wanting to be on this tour, it can't be replaced by anything financial. Money's money. And it's not something that I'm trying to let control how I live my life. That's a great job right there by Scotty Scheffler. It's a great quote right there. And Rory McIlroy uh, came out again and ripped the uh, two-faced golfers as well. Good, you know. That, again, this is uh, going to be very interesting to see what kind of conversation we're having about professional golf a couple of months from now, or a couple of years from now. All right. So I want to get that out of the way. Uh, really sad news today. Tony Saragusa, remember Kenny Moose and the Goose on Fox Sports? They did the NFL together, and Tony was a very flamboyant. Sideline reporter, the former Baltimore Raven, uh, passed away today at the early age of 55. The cause of death was not immediately available. But he was really good on that Ravens defense in the early 2000s, particularly that 2000 season when they won their first uh, Super Bowl title. Brian Billick, former Ravens coach, quote, there was no one like Goose. A warrior on the field and a team unifier with a giving, generous heart who helped teammates in the community more than people know. We would not have won the Super Bowl without him. This is such stunning, sad news. And our hearts go out to Kathy and the Saragusa family. Huh. Man, really sad news. All right. If you want to come on the program today, again, it is an open forum Wednesday. You've got. Hockey tonight, game's going to be starting at the top of the hour with Colorado and Tampa, the, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning trying to even up the series at two games apiece. All right, so you got a little hockey there. Uh, and then, of course, the NBA draft. NBA news, the Blazers make a deal, and they get Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. Good move right there. I think that's a very smart move by the Portland Trailblazers. They give up a protected first-round pick in 2025. So they get Jeremy Grant. Uh, they also swap second-round picks this year. That's a good move. I like Grant. He's a very good player. Very good player. So, you know, the Pistons free up $43 million in cap space. For free agency, they now have the fifth and 36th pick in tomorrow's draft. And, you know, Grant very much in his prime is 28. And beginning in December, he's eligible to sign a four-year, $112 million extension as he's entering the final year of his deal. But I still think that's a very uh, – I, I like that move by Portland. Portland just got better today. The Portland Trailblazers got better today. All right, so here we have it. We're on the eve of the NBA draft. And what will the 
Sacramento Kings do as it relates to the number four pick. All right. Do you think they're going to keep the pick? And if so, who's it going to be? I've already told you, Chet Holmgren is not a guy I would take. Not for Sacramento. I would not wait for his body to become an NBA body. And that's not going to happen for a couple of years. So, you know, keep that in mind. Or at least that's how I keep. That's how I evaluate him. And he may he may end up being the best player in this draft. I mean, you got to call it the way it is. But do the Kings really have time to wait? I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, a lot of people feel Jabari Smith is going to go number one. But there's a lot of difference of opinion, which makes this very interesting. There is not a consensus number one pick. There's not a consensus number one pick. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. What do you think? What do you think? Who is the player that the Kings will select at number four if they do indeed keep that pick? And I would not be surprised if they make a trade. I think a lot of teams want to move up in the draft. So it's going to be fun. All right, let's move on to uh, some phone calls here on this open forum Wednesday. And why don't we say hello to John? John, good to talk to you. How are you? Grant, I'm doing pretty dang good. How are you? It's been a little while. I missed a couple of shows. Are you doing okay? Are That's you okay, buddy. in uh I'm doing Are you in Florida? I'm doing good, buddy. Yeah, I'm doing I'm I'm doing good. How about yourself? Everything good? What do you want to talk about? Man, I want to talk about almost any first off, man. It's hotter than hell out here. I'm sweating like a fat girl. <laughs> I read <laughs> I read it's like a hundred and it's all, isn't it? I read it's like 100 and what, 15 degrees in New Orleans today. I'm like, I, I did I read that right? I'm like, good Lord, that's crazy. Oh, I'm telling you, New Orleans, well, it's the thing. It, it went through Death Valley and it was a buck 30 or buck 29 or whatever. And now that thing's sweeping towards the east, towards Florida. But right here, it's a it's pretty calm. Dollar three, I think, about a 103, 104. So it's hot as hell, well, you gotta, but it's really humid. It's weird right up. now. It's humid. There's a little bit of overcast. So it's kind well, of wet. It's weird. And usually when it's hot here, Grant, you know, well, you it's dry. Come. Yeah, well, you got to yeah. come here, man. It's only 83 today. So, you know, there you go. Get on a plane and come hang out with me for a while. You know what, Grant? I'm going to take you up on that in not too long. It's South Beach, right? I'll figure out the, I'll figure out the spot. Yep. But I do have absolutely. A, yeah, I got a vacation coming up, and you wouldn't guess where I'm going. Northern Ohio. Northern Ohio. Yeah. You're going, we, whoa, whoa, whoa! You going to vacation in Northern Ohio? You going to Putin Bay? You going to Cedar Point? Where are you going? Cedar Point, man. You got it almost pretty close. It's a pretty nice spot up there. Of the few places that I heard are nice, I guess it's a pretty nice one up there. It's a family vacation. Yeah, I went. It, good for you. It is nice. It at that in the summer. I went to college. Uh, not too far from there. So I'm very familiar with Cedar Point. And then you, you can take the ferry to yeah. Putin Bay, which is nice. Uh, you know, it's Cedar Point's nice. Okay, I want to know more about this. Okay, Putin Bay? Well, it's Putin Bay. All right, but here, here's my memory, okay? You got to remember this, okay? We were in college, okay? And uh, we went to Putin Bay uh -huh. and uh, we got drunk and uh, there was nowhere to sleep. And I slept uh, out in the woods on the ground and it got a little chilly that night. 
And I had, uh, I only had one extra shirt and I had it on top of me as a blanket. So that's my memory as Putin Bay. It might be a little different, you know, if I went back now, but uh, that was my memory of uh, 40 years ago. Okay. Grant, I love that memory. That's one that I may have never, ever heard. And I absolutely <laughs> freaking love it. Hey, I grew up in San Luis Obispo, which is Cal Poly is the college town. So as a high school kid, it was about yep. the woods around there and college parties. So th that's where I went to, to college. It yep. was uh, well pretty fantastic. And um, hey, as for a No Forum Wednesday, Grant, man, you can ask me anything you want. I want to start off, though, by asking you, have you changed a little bit on this live tour? Because I have not, man. I am still down with the PGA Tour. I want that, and I respect Scotty Scheffler more so than maybe I ever have after here. Not that I've ever disrespected him. It's just that I've never heard of it. But for him to stand up for the PGA Tour like we've been doing for 150 years, and and an entity coming in, buying yeah. it, I was almost trying to wonder if it's like the, in the good respect, it would be like the AFC and the AFL and NFL coming together, and that's when the Super Bowl created, well, NFL got massive when that happened and that wasn't an easy collaboration that didn't come together all at once but when it did look at the nfl now and then there was another something, there's something else i was thinking of what? that it, it slipped my mind as i'm speaking of it that that is also all right well hang on hang on hang on you asked me a question so let me answer it i'm on the fence about all of this and i thought greg got norman made some very interesting comments on Fox News, I read the excerpt somewhere on the internet where he was talking about 24, I think it was 24 of the current PGA sponsors do billions of dollars worth of business with Saudi Arabia. And he goes, you know, how hypocritical yeah. is it for the PGA Tour to slam the Live Tour? And yet a lot of their sponsors, you know, do billions of dollars of business with Saudi Arabia. And I guess the point I'm, there is no easy answer to this for me. John, there's no easy answer. I'm on, I go back and forth on this. I really do. You know, I do too, Grant. And I guess that's why I asked you because, you know, growing up, Greg Norman, I was a shark guy. I was a friend. I, I mean, he was my boy. He was my guy. I rooted for him all the time. Not that I didn't root for, or didn't, not that I disrespected or didn't like, you know, other ballastores and anybody, anybody else that he had his, uh, his great matches with, but I just kind of, you know, as a kid, that was me. Cause you know, I'm a 54 year old kid now. And back when I was a five year old man, I remember rooting for the same stuff. You, you understand? Yeah. And in that respect yep. too, 55 years old for uh goose to go. That's terrible because I love that dude. And I remember, uh, what I remember that guy and knowing that he, he was, uh, one of the happiest people that has ever been a broadcaster that, that I've ever yep. had the pleasure to shake his yep. hand one time. And you, Grant, yep. you're, you're one of the people who got screwed more than anybody that I ever got to shake their hand with. And, and death sucks. Death just freaking sucks, Grant. And it's way too early for him. Yes. You know, and Cassie, yes, it, is, John. Good. That. It, it just sucks, man. But all in all, Listen, man. everything is you. great, Grant. Can't wait to see what's going on with you and your, and everything with your suit and everything i hope it's all going as, as you predicted thank you and we all got your back thank you buddy down. be good thank you john it means a lot to me thank you very much you take care of yourself all right do the same buddy take care see you later all right 
let's move along to some other phone calls. And uh, we get to uh, Left Harris. What's up, Left Terrace? Whoop. You're there? You, you were there for a second, buddy. There you go. How are you today? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Graham. Um, this is all um, any subject today, right? Open forums. Uh, yes, anything. That's correct. Yeah. Anything you would like to talk about? Okay. Well, I just want to share my experience. I came here in this country in 85, and it was the year that the Chicago Bears won the Super Bowl. Um, yes. I'm personally, I'm a huge uh, soccer fan. I grew up in soccer, played soccer and all that. And it was my first experience in football. It took me a couple of years before I started liking football because get used to the rules and everything, the way that they keep stopping and go and other stuff. And now I really like the, the Niners, and the Niners fan, but I still, of course, soccer is still my, my number one um, sport. The thing that I have to get used to when I came here, when I hear like uh, football and basketball, the draft and soccer and all over the world, we don't have drafts. That's not how you recruit uh, new players. Um, that's one thing. Number two, I have to get used to it. I hear the owners sell uh, the team, buy a team, they move the team to another city. That doesn't happen either in soccer. Uh, you can sell the mm -hmm. team, but the team doesn't move. It's just the owner. Like uh, just recently, somebody, an American owner bought, uh, I think it's the owner of the Dodgers, bought the Chelsea Football Club, the team from London. Um, so, um, he's not going to move the team. I mean, he just bought the team, he's going to stay in London. And another thing is, uh, there's a substitution. Um, until recently, before the pandemic, you could make only three substitutions. But football, basketball, you can change the whole team. Uh, that's another thing you're used to it, because uh, I'm thinking that you need to have uh, like a lot more players on your bench to be able to change your whole all position and all uh, um, uh, all players. And the most important thing, the regulation, you know, when another team doesn't do good, it goes to second division, it's less money, less uh, exposure. Uh, that gives the motivation for all teams to really play, not only for the championship, but also not to be relegated to the second division. Uh, see, there's all this stuff, but, you know, um, and not only that, it, in soccer, they play multiple co competitions at the same time. Uh, like FC Republic right. now plays the championship, but they also play every Wednesday the, the cup. But in, in, in London, I mean, in, London, in Europe, it's even more. They play like three, four different concurrent competitions, same time. So they, soccer players start, let's say, from mm -hmm. August, and they keep playing, some, some of them, end of July, and they keep playing until end of May. I mean, they, they really um, almost around the block, and a lot of times they burn out. Anyway, those are differences I see between soccer and uh, uh, sports over here. The one thing I would like to point out is uh, my favorite team in soccer, Manchester United, is owned by the same owner that owned Tampa Bay, the Glazers. Um, and and they, they uh, British, the English right. fans, they hate the Glazers because they feel that they use them like a, a car, uh, a cash cow machine that they get money out of Manchester United and they don't really invest in the team. And they have very, uh, a lot of demonstrations in Manchester, even some of them very violent. Uh, uh, they hate the Glazers. Uh, one thing I would like to bring up is Tom Brady, uh, who he announced his retirement, 
just a week before he announced he's coming back, he visited Manchester United, and there are pictures for it, that he visited Manchester United and watched their games, and he came, um, he got along with, uh, his true right. friend is Ronaldo. So they, Ronaldo is another guy who is old-timey, but that guy keep going, and you know, even though he's in the 40s, I mean, he's keep going, he's very, one of the best players in soccer, but because of his life lifestyle, um, he's, you know, he's still one of the best. And Tom Brady, he had a meeting with him. Um, and soon and soon after the meeting, like less than a week, he announced he's coming back. So a lot of people they speculate that that meeting, uh, Ronaldo convinced him that don't let the age define you, it's to watch you, how you feel. And that's they say, that's what Tom Brady decided to come back. Um, I don't know, what do you think about that? Well, you know, my, you know what, it could very well be. Uh, it could very well be. I. You know, I, and then obviously, you know, Brady getting uh, the huge deal with Fox for that kind of money. Uh, you know, it, it would not surprise me. It could very well have been that, that way. But, hey, I appreciate your insight on soccer. And uh, thanks. It's always good when you call the show. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Okay. Thanks very okay. much. Take care now. Yep. Bye-bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to uh, some other phone calls right here on this Open Forum Wednesday, and we uh, check in with Ryan. Hello, Ryan. How are you? Doing well. What's happening, Grant? What's happening? How are you? I'm doing all right. Driving down the 405. Had to escape Sacramento. The uh, heat was just a little bit much. So uh, we're down in L.A. Uh, since it's an Open Forum Friday please, or Wednesday, please cut me off if this is over the line. But... The smack off is this week, and I'm coming down to meet up with boys, left, Matt, um, Brad and Corona. Nice. Yeah, and we're doing nice. we're doing a watch party. I wanted to kind of get your opinion on what it was like hosting or guest hosting the Rump Show. So besides you and B Webb, I mean, I think you two are the most legendary guest hosts there's been. Uh, it was great. It was an honor. It was a privilege. You know, I did it for like 15 years. You know, I started doing it before it was simulcast on uh, the CBS Sports Network, which made it easier for me because I could do the show when I was on the road with the Kings. Uh, I think the first show I ever did, I was in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, so uh, it was an honor. It was a privilege. Um, I used to love the people that I worked with down there. Uh, I I don't even know what else to say. It was a it was a it, you know what it was a privilege. And then when it was simulcast on CBS Sports Network and used to fly down to you know, Orange County uh, and do the show from Irvine and be in that little studio. Um, boy, it was it was it was great. I, I don't know what else to say. It was just a phenomenal experience for me. 
It was uh, a privilege. It was an honor. And I look back on it as uh, something that I was blessed to be able to do. No doubt. Do you uh, still listen at all? Yeah, I listen to it occasionally. I listen to it more uh, when Jim has a guest on uh, as opposed to uh, the callers. And I was very open about this. You know, I'm not a person that likes rehearsed phone calls. And I thought a lot of the calls to Jim Rome were rehearsed that were written down and read off a piece of paper. And I've never been that kind of a broadcaster. I'm spontaneous. And Jim doesn't do that, but I'm talking about the callers. And so when I did the show, you know, I had my own format. And the thing I loved the most about Jim uh, and Craig Kitchen, who runs the entire operation, they said, you be yourself. We don't want you to be Jim. We don't want you. You can do the show however you want. And I, I was very happy about that. I did my show. When I filled in, I did the show the way I wanted to do my show, which was pretty much the way I did my show in Sacramento. And I, I was very happy that I was well-received by Jim and the people down that are affiliated with the show and very well received by those at CBS sports radio. They liked what I did. So all in all, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience for me. Phenomenal experience. That's awesome. Um, how did that relationship begin? Just out of curiosity. You know, I didn't, I've only uh, talked to Jim Rome in person, maybe three times in my life. Uh, I didn't even meet Jim. Uh, well, I met Jim real briefly at the smack or you know the smack off uh or the the big tour event i shouldn't say smack off i beg your pardon at the tour event in sacramento that you referenced a couple of shows ago oh, yeah and i met him real briefly and then i don't believe i gosh i don't i can't remember the next time i met jim but i've only been in his presence maybe three times in my life uh so you know he's had me on his show as a guest maybe twice mm -hmm. uh, but my relationship was more with Craig Kitchen uh, who runs the entire operation of Jim Rome he's one of the he's a broadcasting pioneer so I you know again I didn't really have much of a, uh, a relationship with Jim Rome we didn't really converse back and forth that much as a matter of fact we've never conversed back and forth I don't have his number he doesn't have mine I believe I've had one or two email exchanges with him over the years about something, but uh, he's been good to me. Uh, he's extremely supportive of me on the air, which I'm grateful for. Uh, he's been a real big supporter of mine, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, there's a legend. He's an icon in the business, so I'm grateful for the whole thing. There was not one negative, not one negative at, for anything to do with being affiliated with the Jim Rome show. It was an absolute privilege and an honor to be part of that show. See, yeah, and it, it seems like a complete class operation um, from top to bottom. Oh, it is. You hear about Craig Kitchen. I've heard that name many a times. Uh, but it was kind of cool because Jim and I hadn't heard your name in a little bit on the show, and he dropped you a couple weeks ago, and it made me think, and you and I have shot the shit on this before, but uh, Brad... Uh, I'm going to have yep. to let him know that he might have something waiting for you on your next tune-in app when I see him. So. Brad's great. You know, I became, fr I beca I became friends with Brad. Uh, we have uh, uh, texted many, 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 many times back and forth. Not recently, uh, but, you know, for that period of time, I used to, you know, Brad and I would be corresponding all the time on stuff. 
Well, it's crazy the culture that's created. I mean, look at what we're doing. We've got people yep. coming in, and I'm not trying to promote the show by any means because uh, we're on your show. You can. Uh, but we got people coming from all over the United States for this, uh, down in the OC. Uh, people coming from as far as Louisiana, San Antonio. So uh, yeah. it, it's yep. cool because they're- Hey, man, the, clone, the, clones are, the, cl the clones are an institution, man. I mean, you know that. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. The clones are an institution. You know that. You're part of it. And the fact that they're traveling from all over, I'd be shocked if they weren't traveling for, from all over. This is a big time deal. You know, the thing that you have to be in this business to be an icon is you have to be unique. Okay. Uh, that's why Chris Russo, who I grew up with, is as successful as he is. There's only one Chris Russo. There's only one Jim Rome. There's no other Jim Rome in the country. There's no one that sounds like Jim Rome. There's no one that could come close to Jim Rome. Jim Rome has an entity and a uniqueness about him that will never, ever be duplicated. And, you know, I would, it's not possible. And that's why Jim is an icon and a legend uh, in this business. And for me, again, to be filling in for him for, I want to say, 15 years or more was great for my career. It was a platform that I didn't have. It was a national platform, not only in the United States, but in Canada. And I still, to this day, get people reaching out to me, believe it or not, from Canada, asking me if I'm going to be back on the Jim Rome show. I had, they let, you know what? They love me in Canada. I should say they all love me because I talked hockey and I would have, I would have hockey guests on and they knew I was a huge <laughs> hockey fan. Right. I would talk about it on the air. Right. And you know, that, that's what Canada <laughs> revolves around with their sports. So they, I, I had a very nice fan base in Canada. I was grateful for it. Yeah, is that how you met Bella? Yes, that's how I met <laughs> Bella. Yes, it is. I did. Uh, I did. Sure. It was. It was a very spontaneous Bella. It was a real quick. I didn't realize at the time I was reading a email from Bella, and I didn't realize Bella was female at the time. Okay, because you know it's all. It's I didn't. I don't proofread anything. It's it, you know they they walk in, they hand it to me, right, and I was like, I read it. And then I right. made a comment and said, he, he, well, that, you know, the clones went crazy on that. They couldn't believe, cause you know, Bella's institution on the Jim Rome show. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Okay. So here's another thing. Yeah. So I reached out to Bella and I go, Hey Bella, man, I am really, man, here I am again. I said, Bella, I'm really sorry. Blah, 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 blah. She lives in Calgary and we've become friends. So I exchange messages with her on uh, Twitter, on DMS and, she will occasionally reach out to me and I'll reach out to her. She was, I don't know if you were listening a couple of weeks ago when she was on before game one of the Calgary Stanley cup playoffs. Right. Remember that she actually was called here and we had a great conversation. Yeah, she was superstitious and, you know, Calgary went out and scored three goals in the first two minutes of that game that night. And I was like, see, you came on with me. Good things happen. But so I've, <laughs> I've actually Bella and I believe it or not, still stay in touch. And, she supports me on what I'm doing. She retweets all of my stuff and I reach out to her. So, you know, again, there was never a negative at all in any way, shape or form with doing that show. Adam Hawk and I still stay in touch. And I know he's no longer with the program. Uh, I, Jay Stu and I still stay in touch. You know, I used to see Jay Stu at Lake Tahoe at the celebrity golf tournament when he's doing his, some work and, you know, we would uh, hang out and talk. And so I've got some phenomenal, phenomenal uh, people in my life from doing the Jim Rome show. Absolutely.
and Alvin. No and doubt. I, listen, and Alvin, 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 Alvin Deloro is the best. I mean, Alvin Deloro is a freaking god in this business for what he does. That guy is so talented and so good and so incredibly kind. He's one of the most kind, amazing uh, people that I've ever worked with. I mean, I used to love going down and talking to Alvin when I was on site doing the show, you know, when it was simulcast on CBS Sports Network. Alvin Deloro is the just, I can't say enough superlatives about Alvin Deloro. The guy is phenomenal. Dude, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, but no, like, it, it's funny because what people don't realize, and I don't want to pull the curtain back too much, and I'm not trying to sound like I'm super involved, but, you know, we're all friends behind the scenes. Uh, you know, there is that line that sometimes you cross, sometimes you don't. And if you're going to cross it, then you get permission beforehand. But everybody is a good person for the most part, except we're going to have to hire security to keep Mark and uh, Hollywood out of our party. <laughs> yeah well do me do me do me a favor tell everyone uh that i uh said hello uh that i think about them and uh, that their support means the world to me so just let everybody know man that i love them and i really appreciate everything you got it grant i will absolutely do that all right man be good enjoy take care right, you See you. thanks brother that's good stuff right there i used to love doing the jim rome show 15 years at least it was great great all right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls, and uh, we check in with Jeff. Jeff, how are you today? Good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Who are you pulling for in the, the hockey game tonight? Uh, Tampa, I'd like to see the series go seven. I don't have a rooting interest. Uh, doesn't matter to me who wins, but I'm rooting for Tampa. Well, the games have been pretty lopsided, huh? Yeah, they've been really uh, abnormal for a Stanley Cup Finals. You know, game one was overtime, and I thought that's how the rest of the series would go. But games two and three were blowouts, which are highly unusual when you get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Right. So here's my lineup for tonight. Stamp, Stamkos for one and a half points uh, from Tampa Bay. Landis Cog in the second position. Hollett in the third position. Hedman in the fourth position. And Nish, how do you pronounce that? Nishiskin? Nishkidiv, yes. Or, that's, yes, yes. That's my, that's my lineup tonight for the standing for the playoff. Nishkisin, yes. All right. Uh, and I, I know that, um, you know, Kucherov got hurt at the end of game three, and I'm waiting to see, you know, what type of availability we're going to have for tonight. They, I don't think Tampa wins without him in the lineup. I really don't. Right. So I got three. Three Tampa Bay. It's you can only pick five on FanDuel. Right. So I yep. got three Tampa Bay and two Colorado. Since it's in Tampa Bay. There you go. Since it's in Tampa Bay. Well, good luck, man. Hope it works out for you. So anyway, with the Kings, what'd you think of that Mike Brown speech yesterday? The, it sounded like he was all over. I don't pay. He was all over the. Place. I don't pay attention. Yeah, I don't pay attention to speeches. Uh -huh. I, you know what I pay attention to. I pay attention to results. I pay attention to I pay attention to results. I don't pay attention to what people say anymore. I used to, but you know, I remember Pete D'Alessandro, You know, used to come in and you know sound like uh, the most intelligent, greatest, great form of you know great GM in the history of the world, and he's the worst front office executive I've been around in 32 years of being involved in the NBA. So you know, talk is cheap to me. Uh, this is a results oriented business. I didn't even listen to Mike Brown's speech, so. I, I didn't listen to it. I had no interest in it. 
add because it doesn't mean anything to me. It's just nonsense. It's a it's a formality that you must have when you hire a coach. And so until there are games being played, you know, now I think when games are being played, I want to hear from the coach. Absolutely. I want to hear from a coach the week of the game. I want to hear before the game and after the game. But in June, when a coach is hired, it means nothing to me. I don't want to, it I don't even care. So who do you think is on their trade radar tomorrow? Is it tomorrow yes, night? Yes, tomorrow. tomorrow night? Yes. I have no Who's, idea. I, I would have no way of knowing. The last the last rumor is John Collins from Atlanta. But I don't know Yeah, we talked Atlanta, about that yesterday. Well, I don't know why Atlanta would need the four pick. Well, if they really like somebody and, you know, they have a salary cap issue and they are a market that is like all the other teams in a league have to navigate the salary cap. They might have their eyes and really like somebody at number four. I would right. trade the number. I would trade the number four pick for John Collins on a heartbeat. What what's what's good about John Collins? He, I'll tell you. Well, he's a very good basketball player. You know the Kings. You know Jerry Reynolds always yeah. talked about this. You know when the Kings lost Bogdan Bogdanovich, I was very critical, and a lot of people were critical. And the reason why I was critical was you don't get better when you lose good basketball players okay you get good when you have good basketball players right. and Bogdan Bogdanovich no matter how you feel is a very good basketball player and the Kings lost him and they got nothing in return they For got nothing. absolutely nothing Nada. nothing 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 Nada. in return nothing so that's right Asinine. it doesn't make any sense to me right and so uh back to John Collins for a minute okay what I like about him is he is still entering his prime. All right. He's only what 20. He's going to be, I think I read he's going to be 25 years old when the season begins. So I think he, I think I read he turned 25 in September. Okay. So you look at, you look at his right. career numbers. Uh, he's, he's a round the basket type of a guy. So he shoots 55% because most of his baskets or most of his scoring is around the basket. With that said, though, okay, uh, he's a good three-point shooter at 37%. He's a good free-throw shooter for his career at 78%. He averages for his career over eight rebounds a game, and he averages for his career 16.5 points a game. And he's just a good – he's a okay. good all-around basketball Solid. player. Solid. So is he a small forward then? Like, yes. Is he like an – is he like an Andrew Wiggins, or is that pushing it? That's pushing it. He's not an Andrew Wiggins. He's a different okay. type of a player. Okay. Now, when I say he's a small forward, he's a small forward, power forward. He plays he plays both positions. He's really technically a power forward. I shouldn't say he's a small forward. He's listed. He's technically a power forward, but he can he he can change. But he's he's a four. He's he's more of a four guy. I should I should correct myself on that. But he, again, he's a good basketball player. Mm -hmm. All right, we. We sometimes, you know, try to lock players into positions. He is a good basketball player. That's what he is. So he he he'd automatically start for the Kings then, right? Hell yes. Okay, okay, okay. So that that would be a good trade if you get a if you can get a starter and uh, you know you're not you know that would be a. I would that make you a much better team right off the get go. If you take if you take John Collins, okay, and you. Add yeah. him for a pick, which you don't know, by the way, how the this pick in the draft is going to go. And and on top yeah, of it, well. in all likelihood, you're going to have to wait at least a year, okay, and probably two, for that player to materialize 
if you could get John Collins, I would I would make that deal in a heartbeat. Right. All right. Well, thank you, Grant. You Have a good easy. one. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move along. And why don't we get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Listen App. And we're going to say hello to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Grant. How are you, sir? Good. Thank you. Hey, Grant. Got a question for you. Uh, uh, curiosity. Uh, you had a podcast with Brad Brad Miller a few months back. Um, do you have any updates on on his health? No. Brad Miller? No, you're thinking of someone else. I've never had Brad Miller on my podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Who? Uh, uh, I'm thinking about somebody that had lung uh, lung issues. Um, who? Oh, boy. Um, Grant, I would. How long ago? Uh, was it? Maybe four or five. Um, maybe four or five months ago. Um, former former king former player. Former king player. Yes. And he had problems with his lungs. Yeah. Um, Oh God, Grant! Uh, you know what? I can't think of the name. I mean, I know I, I had. I remember I had Jim Peterson on talking about his heart ailment and you know having a Jim heart Peterson, attack. I'm sorry, Grant. I'm sorry, Jim Peterson. Yes, yes, yes. That's Jim's is. good. Jim's very healthy. He's doing very well, and you know he's the TV analyst for the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. That was a great episode with Jim. I really, I, I loved having Jim on. That was that was great conversation. Jim and I are very good friends, and uh, we got to be very close when he played the one year. In Sacramento, he's just a great, great guy. You know, Grant, I'm sorry, Grant, for getting the names. It's all right. Um, uh, getting the names mixed up. Uh, Grant, the other thing was, uh, so why aren't you uh, the filling anymore for Jim Rome? I mean, was it your decision or was it uh, their No, decision? they haven't asked me. Uh, since, I, since everything happened in uh, June of uh, 2020, I haven't been asked. Oh, I see. I see. And then you would uh, do that in a heartbeat if they would ask you. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, Craig Kitchen, who runs the whole thing, sent me an unbelievably nice text message, you know, uh, at the end of everything and gave me his support and everything. But I haven't been asked. Okay, I see. I'm sure that they're saying I'm sure like everyone else, uh, they're just staying away from any controversy. That's what would be my guess. And and Grant, one more thing about about the draft tomorrow. Uh, So do you think uh, because Kings pick number four. So you think if the top three. They're predicting. Uh, if, do you think if Holmgren is av- is available at three, do you think the Kings would pick him or they just would trade the fourth pick? At four, you mean? At four. If he's available at four, Correct. do I think they would yes. take him? No, I don't. And, and and the reason why I don't, it doesn't make sense to me why you would take somebody that is seven feet and 195 pounds with a fan base that is saying, we're done with this team. We don't want to support them anymore. The attendance has been bad. The team right. has not made the playoffs since 2006. Now you're going to take a guy that you have to wait for a couple of years to fill out and have an NBA body. I'm sorry. Personally, I would not go that direction if I'm the Kings. Now, he may end up being the best player in this draft. So that's that's I have to add that in. But I'll let him be the best player in the draft for somebody else. If I'm Sacramento, I don't have that much time to wait on him. That's how I would look at it. Thank you for the call, Grant. Appreciate All right, it. You be good. Take care. And again, I know there are people out there that disagree with me, and that's fine. I'm okay with disagreeing, but it just it does not make sense to me to take a player that is seven feet and 195 pounds. I'm sorry. All right. Been there, done that. And then you don't know how all the extra weight on his body, you don't know how that's going to be on his ligaments and everything. I, I, I would not go down that road. That's just me. And again, I know the guy is super talented and has a very big upside. I get that. 
He has a very big upside. But me personally, I'm not going there. That's just me. Now, most people, most draft boards have him going number two to Oklahoma City. As a matter of fact, I think I read where he's only worked out for Orlando and Oklahoma City. And it looks like Smith is going number one. So would he go number two? A lot of people think Paolo Boncaro out of Duke is going three. And that puts the Kings on the board if they keep their pick with their pick of either Jaden Ivey or they can go in a lot of different directions. All right. They can take Keegan Murray. Uh, there, there's a lot of players that are out there. There's a lot of directions they could go in. All right. Let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here on an open forum Wednesday. And we say hello to Al. What's up, Al? Hey, Nate. How are you doing, my friend? Good. How are you today? Oh, I just got back from the Dolomites. I didn't actually go to the mountain range, but I'm on my elliptical and I got this iFit membership. You watch a video. I do the hiking series. You watch a person actually hiking in an area. So, and I got like, oh yeah, yeah. it's uh, yeah, yeah. great. I mean, I, speaking of Bernsey, you know, he's a fitness guru. I could just see him being a trainer because what they do is they go to locations. Like I've hiked, you know, Wayne, I got in my machine inclines. So it simulates, you know, you're not at the elevation, but it's, you watch a video. It makes it a lot more interesting to just get hopping on a bike or a machine and, and, you know, you're just doing it, you know? So, yeah. It's, uh, so anyway, uh, I, um, as far as doing Jim Rome, I mean, you had to feel like you were a, a kid in a candy store, you know, you're in Sacramento, you know, you loved your job and you were a local and, you know, you had a kind of a one pony, town you know with the kings and and you know then going to jim rome he got to talk hockey you got to talk you know college football and you just spoke to your diverse knowledge and background in your career you must have felt like a kid in a candy shop doing that show well it gave me a it, it gave me a platform that i didn't have in sacramento it put me on a national stage and it was uh, phenomenal because it also made me a better broadcaster because I had to be up on all things. Uh, we would talk a lot of college football, obviously, uh, on the Jim Rome show. So, you know, it made yeah. me a better broadcaster because it made me more knowledgeable in terms of maybe some areas that I didn't concentrate as much on because of my locate, my locale in Sacramento. So it was good for me. It was good for my, you know, a lot. I'll tell you, the, the, the biggest yeah. break I ever had was working for ESPN Radio in the late nineties and they were flying me back to Bristol, Connecticut, three weekends a yeah. month to do a uh, game night. And I was working with, you know, Tony Bruno at the time was a, was the number one national sports talk show host in America. I was doing shows with him. Mm -hmm. I was doing shows with John Clayton. I was doing shows with a lot of really big name people. And the people I met back then are still friends of mine to this day from that experience that I had, uh, working at ESPN radio. That was a, that was a platform that was beyond my expectations. But then when I got a chance to fill in, I think the first show I did for Jim Rome was, I, again, I want to say I've been, I think I've done it for more than 15 years. Now that I think about it, I've been doing, I was doing the Jim Rome show for a long time, but again, it gave me a platform that I didn't have. It was great for my career. I met a lot of phenomenal people and I miss doing it. I, I wouldn't mind doing the show again. I loved it. 
it was exposure for you. You're, you were yep. young. You're kind of trying to get your get your foot in the door. And you talked about in previous shows, I heard you talking about your experiences with starting out and how you'd hop on a plane or get in a car and drive like hours on end to get to a gig, you know, because, you yep. know, you didn't care. You just, you'd do anything to get your foot in the door. I got to tell you. A funny yeah, story. I did. Now, Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, my foot was firmly in the door when I started doing the Jim Rome show. I mean, I was an NBA TV announcer. Uh, and so, right. but, but you're right. I did do anything back in my early stages of my career. I would drive 10 hours. Uh, I'd get a call on a Thursday. Hey, can you work this yeah. weekend? I'd get in the car and drive in my Subaru 10 hours, 500 plus miles to do a show on Saturday and Sunday, right. uh, anchoring the sports on the news for five bucks an hour. Yeah. You know, again, you, you do what you have to do to get, get, get going in this business, but go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Now, I, I was kind of alluding to that when you, I yeah. think, your when your ESPN radio experience. I know when you were doing Rome, you were already established. You were already doing the Kings. You were established, and obviously, I mean, to get Jim Roman. But I got to tell you a funny story. If it's open for him, if you don't mind, Bob Costas. Yeah, I, you know the movie Slap Shot. Have, have you seen that movie? Yes. So, you know, the Hanson Brothers and Ogie Oglethorpe. Well, you know the character Ogie Oglethorpe was actually based on an actual player. And a lot of the, the, the players in that in that movie were actually semi-pro hockey players. They could skate, you know, they had they had they could play. And Ogie Oglethorpe was actually based on an actual player who played for a semi-pro hockey and his last it was Goldthorpe. It was he was that was his name. And the actual guy had a screw loose, just like the guy, the character in a picture in a movie. And Bob Costas, talking about getting your foot at the door, Bob Costas' early career, he was calling semi-pro hockey games. And he was calling games for the team that this this guy Goldthorpe played for. And if you get a chance, you got to Google this. But it's an interview with Bob Costas. And he's talking about his experience calling okay. calling games for that team. And a, he had a run-in with Goldthorpe. And Goldthorpe just holds a hacksaw to his head. It was really, the guy was just nuts. I mean, he was so crazy. The directors of Slapshot were going to use him in the movie, but he was having, he went crazy and threw something and, and almost hit Paul Newman, who was, you know, one of the star in the movie in the head. And they said, okay. And they subbed another actor in for him, but you've got to listen, go find that video with Bob. Cut. He, he, he's talks about this in cool. Goldthorpe. It's just, he, he was whack. So I, that was a funny memory for me. I, I'll and uh, before I let you go, I wanted I'll to hear your. Sure. I saw on Krug they had a Bay Area a Mount Rushmore, and they named their Mount Rushmore. And two of his uh, guys on it's just three of them. I don't know who the other two guys are because I really don't watch his shows. But they didn't put Willie up there. And but anyway, I have. What's your Giants? Now I'm gonna, your New York Giants. Now not. I'm going to say hold it to players what you saw in, you, or watched in person. Who would be your New York Giants Mount Rushmore? Oh, wow. Uh, that's a great question. Well, uh, Lawrence Taylor, are you talking about like just like a couple of names or are you, talk are you talking about four names? Four. Four There's names. Four names. My, four four names in my lifetime. Uh, that's a yeah. great, great, great question. I would put uh, Lawrence Taylor. I would put Phil Sims. And again, I'm talking about in, in, in my life, okay? I would put uh, Eli yes. Manning and I would put... Mm, man, um, I would put – that is a fabulous question. 
I'd probably put Harry Carson. I'd probably put Harry Carson, uh, middle line Hall of Fame middle yeah. linebacker. I'd probably put Harry Carson, Lawrence Taylor, Bill Sims, and Eli Manning would be on my Mount Rushmore of Giants. My Michael Strea might might get a vote or two, wouldn't you think? Huh? Yep. He's, he's played yep. a pretty he, good ball. He would. He would. Uh, Michael Strahan might replace Harry Carson. Could very well. That's a very that's a good job on your part. I could have him replace Harry Carson. No way in the world, you know. Replace. I would put Lawrence Taylor number one. Uh, I would put the quarterbacks oh, yeah. on there. You know, Phil winning the first Super Bowl, twenty two or twenty five. I still to this day find him to be an uh, underappreciated quarterback. Eli Manning clearly two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. You could put Michael Strahan on there. Absolutely. Uh, yes, you could. It's fun. It's just fun stuff. I, I wanted to throw that by you because I listened to Larry. Larry put Willie, thank God, on a bear. I don't know how. His, and the guy, he, they put, listen to this, in place of Willie. Buster, not, it's, I know it's opinions so of who am I to say anything. Buster Posey. One guy says Buster Posey. Another guy says Barry Bonds. What the, if Willie, wow. Willie, wow. I know me, I'm from, I grew up in a barrier. Come, and I know it's opinion, so I got no, I shouldn't say anything, but give me a break. And I'll just leave you with my, uh, I, you know, I wouldn't put you in the his whole time history. I know Bert might have a different list because he goes back, you know, a few more years. Oh, he would clearly have. Oh, he would clearly have a different list. One hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, he would have a much different list than I would. I mean, he'd have Lawrence Taylor on there, uh, but he he would clearly have a different list, no doubt about it. He might have like Frank Gifford, Y.A. Tittle, uh, who were those? Some Sam, of the giants. Sam, Sam, he'd have Sam Huff on there. You know, Sam yeah. Huff. I thought Sam played. I thought Sam played for the Redskins. He played for the Giants. He played for the Giants and the Redskins. Yo, yeah, he was big time middle linebacker okay. for the Giants. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm not gonna. I'm, for my Rams, I'll tell you. I so I started thinking of my Rams, and I got Deacon, and and I'm not going to their history because then you'd have to put Waterfield, Hirsch, and and you know I I can't go there. I'm going just guys I saw Deacon, Merlin, Blood, and my last guy I had a. This is the hard one. I, I went with Jackie Slater. It was either Jackie Slater or Isaac yeah. Bruce. But, you know, and here's the thing. With Jackie, Blood, and Merlin, everybody has their different criteria. Like those Cruise associates, they had different criteria. Why they left Willie off. They're idiots. I don't care. But three of those four guys I picked, Blood, Merlin, uh -huh. and Jackie, their entire career was with the Rams. Nobody else. So that was kind of made made was important for me. I could have gone with Kurt, but he had really didn't play a long many years, and he got a Super Bowl championship though. So I'll let you go, man. Fun, good conversation. Well, I'll tell you one other. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I'll tell you who else my dad would have on Mount Rushmore, the New York Giants. He'd have Mel Hine. Okay, he was a yeah. center for the Giants for 15 years in the Hall of Fame. Was I think yep. first team All NFL eight years in a row. And you ready for this? was my dad's college football coach at Union College. And uh, my dad tells the story of coming back from a trip on a bus. Now, this was Division Three Union College. And my dad was playing football, and Mel Hine was the coach. And the bus pulls over to stop, you know, at a restaurant on the way back wow. from the road game. And they all get out, and they're all sitting on this long rectangular table, and they all have their jackets and ties on. And so all of a sudden, here comes these pitchers of beer everywhere. And Mel Hine had bought the entire team just pitchers of beer. 
uh, at this dinner. My dad tells the story and he was talking about oh, how much they love Mel Hine. But Mel Hine was my dad's college football coach at Union, which my dad used to talk about all the time. That is an awesome story, man. I bet your dad had quite a few stories growing up, man. I mean, and you know, what was your grandpa like? Was he? Did he have your dad go, go into a lot of sports? And that's where your dad picked it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but my, not as much. My grandfather worked, 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 worked. Uh, they they immigrated yeah. from uh, Germany, and they he was a round the clock worker and then uh was the actual you know he and my father he started the insurance business called uh uh matthew napier incorporated and then when my dad uh started working with him they changed the name to matthew napier and son uh incorporated they had their own insurance business but i remember my grandfather uh he didn't have the love of sports like my dad did because he wasn't born in the country he came over from germany and so he didn't have that background like my dad had but um Right. No, my my grandfather was not in the sports like my father. No, he was not. That's interesting. He might have liked uh, soccer like your other caller uh, left, he might have, left it. He, he might have. Yeah. Here's, here's something else, a little tidbit. Mel Hine, in 1930, yeah. uh, when he was at Washington State, was named to Grantland Rice's All-American team. Grantland Rice was one of the most famous sports writers of all time. And that's who I was named after. Okay. My dad wanted to name me Grantland, but my mom no. did not like Grantland. So they settled on Grant. But I was named after Grantland Rice, one of the most famous sports writers of all time. I'm familiar with him. That is, that is some great memories, man. Good stuff. I know I, 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 I know Mel Hine, and I, that speaks to greatness, you know, like Merlin Olson. He did it at every level, Dave. He was Allen out back where I mean, he won won the uh, college awards. He everything he did, he he was top of his game. So great memories, man. Thanks for sharing, and have a good day. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Going down memory lane right there. But I guarantee you, 100%, my dad would have Mel Hine on the Mount Rushmore of New York Giants. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. Tomorrow, NBA draft, right? NBA draft tomorrow. And for the Kings, what are they going to do? Does it matter what they do? And I really mean that. Until they start doing things differently from the top down, I don't think it really matters. 
And I also don't think if the Kings keep the pick tomorrow, it will not significantly make them better this coming season. It will not. I don't see the Kings being a playoff team next year based on their draft pick. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't see it. So tomorrow, NBA draft, it gets underway at 5 o'clock. So why don't I just do the show tomorrow at 5 o'clock, and we'll have fun with the picks, all right? How's that sound? I'll do the show at 5 tomorrow, right when the NBA draft begins, and then we can have fun talking about it right here on Listen Out. Really appreciate the show today. Love Open Forum Wednesdays. We went in a lot of different directions, man. I love it. It's fabulous. And pass the word around. You know, I post all these shows on my podcast platform. If you don't like that, .com. I'm getting tremendous response from those that are able to listen to this at a different time of the day. But uh, let everyone know tomorrow that at 5 o'clock, we'll have an NBA draft show. So we'll do that tomorrow. Hey, thanks very much. Appreciate your support. Make it a fabulous rest of the day. And so long, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.